Bill Simmons joins us now. Bill, welcome. How are you? I'm good. How are you, Mike? Good. How's everything? You ready? Are you at the finals? Are you are you there? I'm not. I'm not going. I'll, I'll probably go to some of the later games. I I'm excited to have some new blood in the finals, though. I mean, we had you know Gold State Cleveland for four straight years. It's an entire presidential term, and LeBron in there for eight straight years. So it's just nice to have you know not only Toronto in there out of nowhere and Canada and everything, but then like two. I think of the weirdest NBA Finals subplots we've ever had between Kawhi potentially being one and done and KD, whether he comes back, he might not come back. They might win the title without him, and he's a free agent. I I can't remember a Finals that has two nuttier subplots than that. Let me hook into you with this, okay? Uh, Let's start there. Because this is, and this is very, I had Adam on for like 40 minutes yesterday, and this has really become such a positive for his league. That first week, last week in July, first week, last week in June, first week in July is going to be crazy. I mean, with yeah. all with all the intrigue and everything, I mean, people aren't even going to want to go on vacation because of it. It's going to be uh, wild. Tell me this right now. You're as plugged into the NBA as anybody. Uh let me throw a couple of guys out. Just give me your best thought on what you think. Let's start with Durant. Mm. You still is convinced that, as you were in the winter, that Durant's gonna is gonna be a serious player for the Knicks? Yes, I think he's going to be a New York Knicks. You do? I do. Nothing, nothing has changed. You, you, you listen. You were on this from the beginning. Uh, yeah. So nothing has changed your mind. No, I just think that's what he's going to do, and I think it makes a lot of sense for his career and where he's at, um, what he's done, and you know the, the, what he wants to do, not only as a basketball player, but uh, all the other stuff he wants to do. I think it makes a ton of sense. And I, I, I got to say, I, I think there's a chance of a KD, Kemba, Anthony Davis, Trioka. Tri- yeah, I said that right, Trioka. I, I don't think it's out of the question. I know that sounds crazy, but... I really think all three of those things could happen, and I do think they're in the Davis sweepstakes. There's no question. Uh, now, I want to get to that in a minute with the, with the Celtics. Let me get to that. But first, let me get to the other guys. Uh, yeah. Leonard. The other day I saw a thing that said Leonard, 80% going to the Clippers. You buy that? Is, is he a strong Clipper candidate? Yeah, I would I would even say like 90%. Oh, wow. Okay. And I, okay. Yeah. I. I don't think what's going on in the finals is going to change much. And if anything, if they win the title and he leaves, I think Toronto would be so grateful anyway. Um, You know, he's, he's a California guy. This has been rumored for two years. This is, you know, he pushed his way out of San Antonio for reasons that remain unclear. Right. Um, Definitely wanted a bigger market. It, It just seems like that's where we're headed. He bought a $14 million house a couple months ago. In uh, outside of San Diego, which is like you know a twenty minute helicopter ride to the game, so I I would bet on that one. Yeah. All right. So you think that yes to that, uh, Irving? What do you think is going to happen with him? Irving is the one that I have no feel for, and I don't think anybody else in the league does either, because I think he's somebody that could change his mind depending on the day, and. I, I don't know. My guess would be, I think Kemba makes a lot of sense for the Knicks because, you know, it's interesting. He made the All-NBA team, which you would think is a good thing for Charlotte because it triggered that Supermax thing. Right. And they can offer him $80 million more than basically any other team. But on the flip side, then you're you're paying Kemba Walker 
you can't. $35 million for and five And listen, years, I like Kemba, like, but you can't do it. You cannot do you it. You can't. No. But then if, if you're him, it's like, hey, I'll stay if you do this. And if they don't want to do it, I, I really like him and KD as a combo. And look, I, I know people listen to this and they think, I, I'm not reporting any of this. I just, this is my gut feeling from yeah. all the different people I've talked to and instincts and reading the tea leaves. I think KD and Kemba make a lot of sense just as a combo together. I really like that fit. And then if you is could it somehow true? pull up. Is there anything to the rumor that, and I don't know any of this stuff, but is it true that Irving and Durant are close? I think they're friends. I don't think I, you know, I, I think the concept of friendship with the NBA right. can get a little overrated because sometimes you become friends because you worked out a few times, you played pickup, you went out to a club one night and you DM and you text each other and then you're best friends. Like we, we just saw with James Harden and Chris Paul, like they were friends. Now all of a sudden, allegedly, reportedly, they're maybe not as good friends as we thought. <laughs> you know, so it's like, it's not like the, like, yeah, I was watching Juwan Howard today. He got introduced as the Michigan right. basketball coach. He was crying. It was really emotional. It was great. I like Juwan Howard. Him and Jalen Rose, who is one of my good friends, those guys are legit friends. Like, they, you know, they basically grew up together. They've been together they, forever. They, yeah, and, and they've stayed, like, re- those are, to me, real friends. I think some of these NBA friendships are a little flimsy, Gotcha. You know? Yeah, they're, 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 more, they're more convenient. All right, how about, how about yeah. this? Because I think this is a key guy that no one talks about. Clay Thompson. I think he, uh, I think he wants the max from the Warriors, and I think they're going to give it to him because they're. they're I mean, this reset is unbelievable. For They'd the Warriors, be smart to give it to him. They'd be smart to give it. Yeah, to him. you rebuild. You have a new arena. You rebuild around Curry and Clay and Draymond, and then you just move the other pieces around, and you do. You get older free agents. You take chances on second-round guys and stuff like that, but you keep that as a nucleus, and you're competitive every year. We're talking with Bill Simmons. Now, if all this happens as you just alluded to, okay? You left that Jimmy Butler. Well, I, well I'm going to get to him because I thought, I thought he was going to wind up with LeBron, so that's why I wanted to get to. Is that what LeBron's got to settle for Jimmy Butler, who's not my favorite? I mean, is that where he's going to wind up? I, I think it's worse than that for LeBron. I actually think Jimmy Butler stays in Philly. Oh, you do? I do. I think him and Embiid, you could see Butler as the course of that season went along. He started to shift a little bit and was very pro-Embiid. Right. And I just think that's Embiid's team. Whether Simmons ends up there it's five definitely, years from now, no It's idea. definitely Embiid's team. It's definitely. And I, I think Butler sensed it. He played it perfectly. And I think, I think he gets a five-year max or a near max wow. to stay okay. there. So what happens with LeBron now? Well, this is the this is the thing everybody's talking about right now in LA because the Lakers are such a train wreck. I mean, the Lakers make the Knicks look like not a train wreck. Well, yeah, because they, 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 the yeah, they're, they're, because the Knicks at least there's not guys you know killing each other in the hall, which is what's going on in the Lakers. Yeah, the, the Knicks have just one guy who doesn't really know how to own a team who has installed this culture of fear, and but still delegates. He still puts people in charge. They make the decisions for the Absolutely. most part. The Lakers he, have 10 people. They have like Kurt Rambis's wife. Like she has say it <laughs> stuff. Like it's crazy. It's 10 people. So involved. wait, tell me this. What? So is it possible that they just say, we can't make this work in short order with LeBron. And then they're open to trading LeBron. I, I, I would be amazed if that happened because, 
Can you imagine such LeBron, a thing? Yeah, well, I just think LeBron's good. I think he's good being on the Lakers, living in Los Angeles. His son's going to Sierra Canyon next year, which is the biggest hoops right. high school here. With so, what does he wind son. up with? Who does he wind up with? Tobias Harris and Chris Middleton. Who does he wind up with? I actually really genuinely think there's a chance it could be Chris Paul because they could basically renounce all their free agents and just trade for Chris Paul's contract and give them back like Kuzma or Josh Hart. Like basically just Chris Paul becomes their free agent signing. LeBron's happy because they're super close. He's probably better than what they would do anyway. And you could talk yourself into the whole thing. Like actually Chris Paul's still a top 20 guy. We just didn't see it last year because James Harden, you know, is the whole uh, offense revolved around James Harden. We don't know. I personally think that would be a terrible idea. I think it'd I think be a Chris disaster. On the downside. I think it's a disaster. Yeah, the thing is, they're already so far down the road with LeBron, and we have no idea if free agents really even want to play there and be like the guy that is playing with LeBron. That when things go wrong, you know, you're the one that gets blamed. How about LeBron doesn't build another top team? That's un- that's unbelievable. So so you really think? Now let's be serious, because you just excited the Nick crowd tremendously. You really believe? Give me the reason why you're so certain that Durant's going to be a Nick. Is it the is it the the business guy? I think there's a bunch of reasons. I think it's the tallest task out there. If you win a title with the Knicks, that matters more than anything else you can do as a basketball player. I think what's happened with him the last three years in Golden State, and we're seeing it now, he he can never – I think he thought, oh, if we win a title and I'm the finals MVP, people will realize that I'm one of the all-time guys. And it just started to happen this playoffs, and then he got hurt. And now there's a chance they could win the finals without him. I think he wants his own team. I think he wants to set up shop and put his little empire together, whether that's you know, the other candidates would be Miami, which doesn't have the cap space. Um, you could what about the Clippers for him? Brooklyn. What about the Clippers for him? Then you're in LeBron's town. You're like, okay. you know, you're, you're trying to do all the same stuff LeBron's doing in L.A. And no way he goes with LeBron, right? I That would be I, – I, I, why would he do that? Then I'm just saying – I'm just asking. Warriors. I'm just asking. I'm just asking. So I would say it's – I would say it's Knicks or – Maybe there's a world in which he just changes his mind and is like, what am I doing? Why would I leave the Warriors? We have a chance to win like eight titles in a row. That Those would be my two options. I don't think anything else really makes sense for him. But yeah, I think his his uh, business manager and partner, Rich Kleiman, who's a, who I've gotten to know a little bit. He's a good guy. We don't talk about this. But... That guy's from New York. Like he's he loves the Knicks. The like guy, somebody right? you would have lunch, right. lunch with. He, 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 he loves the Knicks for now. He, right. he loves the Knicks, right? The guy. So so I, I don't know him, but he lo- he loves the Knicks. Now let me get to your Celtics for a second because they have a lot of yeah. options. They have a lot of things they can do. I figured they were going to be the guys who made the move for Davis. You don't see that? It's dangerous because you're basically gutting all the assets you have for you know. When Toronto did this with Kawhi, it was a really smart move. Like, I, I really liked it at the time because they had to blow up what they had anyway. They weren't going to win the title with it. It got them off of DeRozan's deal, which was a really long deal, even though he's a good player. And they just kind of rolled the dice with a year of Kawhi. Let's see how it goes. And it worked out perfectly. But the Davis thing, 
I don't think he guarantees that you make the finals. I don't think he does um, either. I agree with you. I don't think it's a great can move. Can you clean out your... I don't want them, but I just, thought they, I just thought they might do it. So you don't think they'll do it? I think they're smart if they don't do it, I, uh, myself. I don't think they should do it. I don't. I personally don't. I mean, the, the Kyrie thing really screwed up What would you do with the Celtics? Thought. What would you do if you were the Celtics? So they had two, two things happen that were bad for the Celtics. One was that the Sacramento pick that they thought was going to be this crown jewel for whatever trade they made ended up the Kings were pretty good, and they ended up being the 14th pick. So... That was a disaster. You know, you think like right. the Lakers ended up with the fourth pick somehow, even though they signed LeBron. And the fact that the Lakers had the fourth pick, but the Kings pick was worth the 14th pick is incredible. Yep. So that, that stunk for them. So they had the 14, 20, and 22 this year in a, in a draft that nobody really likes that much. And then the other thing is Tatum just declined as an asset last year. He, yeah, tremendously. He was somebody that, Trem- tremendously. Yeah, a year ago. And Haywood didn't him. fit in as well either, though. Haywood no, really he's took, still he, hurt, though. Yeah, yeah I'm, not, I'm not giving up on him. But the Tatum thing was a big deal because, like, a year ago, if they had traded him for Kawhi, I would have, that would have made me more mad than any trade hey, in people the history th- of When Tatum sports. dunked over LeBron, everybody counted yeah. on him. Yeah. He was, like, one of the best assets in the league. Yep. And now, you know, he took a step back. And I don't know if they can get Davis for him. I, I think they would have to throw in all of their other picks, and I don't think that's worth it. But you think so, Kawhi, Kawhi's definitely out of it. I mean, uh, Kyrie's definitely out of it, right? Yeah. I, I mean, the one wild card is that the Celtics owner, Wick Grosbeck, who is, you know, obviously a lot more stable than the Knicks owner, he's just really competitive. And the Celtics are looking at a position now where it might actually make more sense for them to reboot and rethink about stuff and keep their assets and try to figure it out versus, like, just panicking and going all in. He might just say, you know what, Toronto did this with Kawhi. Let's overpower New Orleans for Davis. But I think the Knicks have pretty much – I think the Knicks have just as much to offer as the Celtics do at this point. Unless the Celtics did Davis uh, – I'm sorry, uh, Jalen Brown and Tatum together with the picks, which is like such a crazy price to pay, I wouldn't do it. Interesting. Now, if if there's a wild card in all this, like an X factor where something different could happen, what's the what's the one that could shake up the the of the scenario you just painted? What's the one that you think would be the one that you uh, one guy who would go rogue here and go somewhere unexpected? Who would it be? Kyrie. I think. Okay. I think all bets are off with Kyrie. I I don't know what motivates that dude. He wanted to have his own team. He was put in an incredible position with the Could Celtics, you see him back with LeBron? Could you see him back with LeBron? I wouldn't rule it out. I really wouldn't. I, I think anything's possible with that dude. I think the team that could screw things up for a lot of people this summer is Brooklyn. If they felt, you know, Brooklyn has a lot of young players that they people do. like. And there's been talk of Kyrie their, going to Brooklyn, too. There's been talk of that. Right. And they, they have Russell, who's a restricted free agent, and, uh, you know, they, they could potentially make some moves if they really wanted to. The thing with Kyrie and Brooklyn, I think actually, weirdly, is a good move for both sides. I think Kyrie with the Knicks is a disaster. That, I'm just telling you now, that would be a disaster. Everything that happened to him in Boston, it would be a thousand times worse than the Knicks. I'll tell you, the team that's going to be interesting to watch is Dallas because if they make one good move, they could be really good. Right, and they, and they're in a position where you know, they might end up getting the ninth best free agent, but the, the ninth best free agent this year is a really good player. It's like Tobias Harris or it's, 
Chris Middleton or somebody like that. So there's also there, there's so many teams that don't know who their point guard's going to. I just did this on my podcast with uh, Rosilla this week. We we just talked about how many how many teams actually do we know who their point guard is next year, and the answer was ten. So there's twenty teams that. You could tell me their point guard could be anybody this year. Like, could Mike Conley be on the Celtics next year? Like, maybe. Yeah, he could, he, uh, he's going to be somewhere else. You know that. Yeah. And Dragic, and you just go on down the line. And Kyle Lowry, like, if Toronto blows it up, maybe he goes somewhere for a year. Chris Paul. You go on down the line, there's just a lot of moving chairs. So I think that's one of the reasons that last week of June and the first week of July, like, people get so into it because all the contracts are shorter. Everybody's smarter about keeping cap space. And it just becomes musical chairs, and it works, and everybody loves it. And oh, I know, like great. at the it's Ringer, for we the get league. so much we get so much content at the Ringer out of it. It's like a gold hey, mine. It's for a great month. for the league, you know. And he and, and I had Adam on yesterday. He said social media this year they got one point six billion hits. I mean, that's un- unbelievable yeah. how much attention they get. All right, couple quickies. Number one, final series. What's your prediction? I am a. Big believer in this Warriors team, how they have responded without Durant. And I think there's a couple different reasons for that. One of which is they, you know, they're, they're definitely sticking it to him a little bit. Yeah. It, you know? frees, up, it like, frees up green to play so much freer and better. Yeah, it's unbelievable. He's, he's been out of his mind. I mean, yeah, he's really yeah. like he's the, played the way great. he's played. He's played great. And Curry's played great, better than he's ever played. Right. And that makes sense because. You know, they almost had an embarrassment of riches offensively. Right. And now if Curry's going to have the ball more, he's going to score more. And he's one of the best playoff players we've ever had. So um, I just think that team is really focused and really good. And I don't trust Toronto's guards. I know, uh, I know Van Vliet came Van up Vliet's big been, the last couple my, games. I love that kid, but he's been, you know, it's, it's asking a lot. It's, it's, listen, I figured, it, you know what changes it? If they can win game one tonight, it will really attract a lot of attention. If they lose game one, everyone thinks the series is over. Yeah, and we haven't seen the Warriors lose yet without Durant. I'm, the thing with the Warriors is if they're, if they're going to kind of roll Boogie Cousins into this tonight, I actually think that's bad for them. I but, think it's terrible. Um, I think it's the best thing that idea. could happen to Toronto in the world is see him take his jersey off tonight. Uh, take his warm-ups off is the worst thing that could happen to Toronto. I mean, worst thing could happen to, so, go, Mike, to Golden State. Worst thing. Mike, you know this. We've been following basketball for five-plus decades at this point. It's, it's like it always is. The team with the best player is probably going to win. And if Kawhi can do this for one more round, that's the monkey wrench. He he's he even has to be better. He even has to be better because yeah, to, because Milwaukee didn't adjust to the Toronto defense after Game Two, and and they did. It, they really should have, and they didn't. And and they got led into really a lot of bad possessions. And and give Toronto credit for their defense, but uh, he's going to have to even be better in this series. Plus, Iguodala and Green are going to give him some trouble. They really are. Yeah, but think about what you just said because where he is right now after those first three rounds, it's it's like honestly one of the best twelve to fourteen offensive performances ever. He's played great. For, now you for, see, I don't think he's ever been. See, to me, people. I was saying to people, I think he's been a really good player. He's not been a great player for his career. He's been great in this year, but he hasn't been a great player. First of all, he misses too many games. Secondly, his yeah. career has been kind of the nondescript for a long time. It really has. Right now, he's well, he playing had, off the charts. 2017, he was great. Like a lot of you know, he was an MVP candidate. Some people voted for him. He's good in the playoffs. 
he was good in the 14 playoffs. He's had runs. He's never yeah. had. He's up and down. He misses a lot of time, too. A ton he of does. time. Yeah. The two-way run, is, he just put on where, as I've said this to you before on the show, Like I think he, him and Pippen are the two best perimeter defenders ever. Ever. Yeah, I I think, um, I think Pippen's first, uh, and and he's a better offensive player than Pippen. As a matter of fact, I told people you're, see, you're seeing him play a little bit like Jordan played. He really does. He does a lot of the same stuff now with the three incorporated. He does a lot of the same stuff. But they need in this series, they need Van Vliet to stay Magic, and they need big series from Serge Ibaka. And I don't know if they'll get it, but that would be a big key for them if they got it. Yeah, they they don't win the last series if Van Vliet doesn't get hot in those no, last couple games. Absolutely. And on the flip side, I think the Bucks win the last series if some of their guards showed up. You know, they, got, call, they, they were no terrible. Bled, so. They were terrible. Yeah, but the yeah. thing is, this is a really big stage. You know, I I I I like to go to the finals, and what you notice when you go is it just feels everything about it feels bigger. It's a lot like the Super Bowl in that way, where. You know, two hours before the game, the players are warming up, and instead of like just an empty court, you've got hundreds of people there already, and you've got media from everywhere, and it's prime time, and you just see every famous person in basketball is there, and celebrities, and it's a big spotlight. And when you're relying on, you know, I, the Warriors are in the same problem because they're relying on a couple guys who've never played in games like this in big spots, like somebody like McKinney, Kavon Looney, who's been excellent. But their they role really players are guys. terrific. You know that Iguodala lifts his game five levels in the postseason. I mean, he, he plays brilliantly. And and even Livingston is always going to give you big moments, big minutes. He's he's very efficient. He makes shots. Loney. I mean, those guys are very good role players. They really are. What do you think of this bet, Mike? Draymond. Eight to one Finals MVP. I think very good chance, but I think one thing's motivating Curry. Uh, he's never won a Finals MVP, and I think he probably wants one badly. And I think, but I'll tell you, uh, I think Thompson is is the key because when he's on, you can go home. I mean, that's it. because you know Curry's going to score. First of all, Curry's going to get fouled a lot. He's going to make every free throw. He's going to sucky into bad mistakes. He's going to drive it. Curry gets. See, here's what's so important for Curry. And, and that other people don't have. He gets, and this is what Jordan always did, he gets 18 easy points in a game. He gets 18 yeah. points what, uh, that without working. He gets bumped, that's two points. He gets hit, it's another point. He goes down the lane, he gets hit, it's another. He never misses a free throw. It's like Bird used to be. Bird, my, uh, uh, Michael, uh, Curry, they pick up 15, 16 easy points before they start, and then they add their other 18 points. Yeah, and you know, there's been this renaissance of people realizing again that Curry's one of the best players ever, which is hilarious. But um, I think what's interesting about Kawhi, you know, first of all, he's a 50-40-90 guy in the playoffs, which is nuts. Yep. Um, like 31 a game, eight rebounds, something like that. But he's really good on those 20-foot two-pointers, right? Very like, good. Which, he's which got that jo- a lost art. Yeah, it's a Jordan jab step, the whole thing. He's got that little yeah. Jordan look to it. Absolutely. And even goes to the basket a little like Jordan did. Same way. He's he played does. a lot and like he- that. His game is almost, I told people, if you haven't seen Jordan, you're seeing some of that with what Leonard's bring, brought to this series. He really has. I agree. And I think what you see, this is something, I've been talking about this on my podcast a lot, about I think there's an increasing chasm between the regular season and the playoffs where the stuff that enormous the stuff that works there and look we always judge the playoffs differently and certain players are better in the playoffs all that stuff but i think 
the things that work in the regular season versus the things that seem to work in the playoffs when it slows down, when guys get nervous, when all of a sudden you can't shoot 53s in a game. Um, but it still really matters to have those guys who can just get two points. And get know? to the and foul think, line and get yeah, the three absolutely. points and make free throws. The freak last four games, 47% on the foul line last four games of that season. Right. And he... And, you know, that was the, the Achilles heel for them is he's such a great player. I voted for, for MVP, but he's not like a shot creator yet. Oh, you know? he doesn't have a go-to move. He's got to get a doesn't. go-to move, and he's got to get make his free throws. Those two things have to happen. And Kawhi, that, Kawhi makes his free throws. He's at yep. like 88 And he's got a go-to class. move. He can hit, he can hit that jumper moves. all day. He can hit that jumper all day. But he can hit it thing. from 15. He can hit it from 22. The thing that... I haven't, I've been talking about Philly fans. I'd be going nuts if I was a Sixers fan because I really thought they had the best team in the East. Absolutely and did. Absolutely They had did. the most talent. When they were on they their game, except up. Simmons is a bust. Well, so you have that, but you also have you had all these assets. You end up with like basically no bench. You can only play five guys in a game seven when they had all these things they could have traded. And I think – Every year there's that one team that you kind of look and you go, oh, man, if that if this had happened, that team could have won the title. I think this year it was Philly. But Embiid brought his team down when he wasn't feeling well, and you can't do that. You he can't did. Bring, you can't bring your whole team down. He did, and it, the coaching was a little weird. But, man, yes. they, they made it so – like what Toronto did in that game seven where it was basically just Kawhi taking 39 shots and Ibaka made a couple threes. But yep. other than that, they were just useless offensively, and they useless. still won. Useless. That was that. You know, Philly's D was really good. That that game. was that was almost like uh, days of Cedric Tony. You know that. I mean, <laughs> you know, <laughs> right. That's it. All right. Quick on the Red Sox. Uh, yeah. Does this year pain you at all? Are you okay with it because last year was so special that it's a free year? What's your thoughts as you head to summer and you come here seven and a half out tonight? You know, I. I remember writing about this like 15 years ago about the grace period after your team wins the title where you just feel like such a jerk if you're complaining about this, that, or the other thing, like right after you won. You know, it's so hard to win. So you do have that little grace period with it. At the same time, like this team has a lot of good hitters. The starting pitching has been, you know, a letdown for the amount of money they're paying for them. And then, I personally was okay with the no closer thing. I thought Kimbrough was a heart attack last year, um, but the no closer thing has really hurt them. They, it hurt them blown, badly. Everybody's everybody but the Yankees. Everybody but the Yankees has been hurt in the pen this year. Almost the Yankee pen has been unbelievable. Uh, but most yeah, but pens think about have been it, down. Though, you, you you lost Patances. Yep. But you you get Adovino and yeah, Adovino Canely back. and Canely's been Canely. great. Yeah, they've had so many guys step up. It's Britain's been better. Canely's been great. Adovino, they've gotten it. Armand's gone out as a, nine wins as a starter. I mean, just unbelievable. That team has been magic. I mean, they've gotten it from so many places. You know, they've won 30 of the last 40 games the Yankees. I mean, they're on fire right now and they're magic. I mean, guys coming off Maybin, guys coming off the bench, guys they just picked up have just been tremendous as you'll see tonight. But back to your thought process. So, can this year bother you at all or is it a free ride no a does it bother me because it's still early b i still don't feel like it's over i i just think you know chavis the way he's come in at second base endeavors has been i think the best player in the team um for these first two months you'll see it during the series like he's just his at bats 
the bat speed he has, the swings he has, he hits it to every part of the field. He's like really special. Um, I think we, we're starting to feel the same way about him that you feel about your shortstop. But, um, I just think they have a lot of talent, you know? Oh, I they think they do too. I think they do too. But, you know, I don't know if the Red Sox, as a, as a group, though, I don't know as, if, as an organization, if they'll look to spend this year or just try to see, show me that we'll stay in it before we're going to do anything. You know, like, show, let, let them show you something this year as a group, you know, before they decide whether they're really in it or not with, in, in a real way. There's really the only move would be whether Bullpen. they try to trade for a real closer. Or not. Yes. Yeah. Yes. But I think from, I think their offense can keep them around. And, you know, you think about like, I look at Tampa's team, and I'm just like, how how is this team? It's just smartly crazy. put together. How are they so it's, far ahead of the Red Sox? This is ridiculous. Of course, they it's catch like the ball. They team. pitch and they catch the ball. That's what they do. No, I know, but yeah. I, I'm I'm just saying. I look at the box score. I yeah. watch them. I'm like, are you kidding me? This team's five games ahead of us. Very smart team. Really smart. Yeah. They, uh, they, no, they're they are, good. Yeah. All right, listen. Well, we'll what talk. happened with Judge? Judge is killing my fantasy team. I, you know, I don't understand this. They, they, he's never he, coming back. Here's the thing with him: he's been injury prone. The first year when he came back late in the playoffs, he felt he was rushed back, and he felt that he didn't play well, and he got a lot of heat. He'll never get rushed back again. So now, with the way they're winning. There's no rush to bring him back. I still think you're three weeks away. I think you're three weeks away, and when he comes back, he'll be fine. But I think you're still three weeks away. Maybe maybe trade him. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that, like, that's not happening. I don't, I don't know if he could stay in the field. He's got too much muscle. <laughs> he's, like, he's pulling obliques. He's pulling hip muscles. Like, what's going you know, on he with is, that guy? He, he is injury prone, but he is, he is special, but he is injury prone. Hey, listen, enjoy it. We'll talk soon. Thanks. All right. Thanks, Mike. Thanks. Bill Simmons, back after this.